0: Welcome to Summer Breakfast here on SEN 1170 AM. It's Michael Karianis and James Magnuson as we fill in the chairs for Vossi and Brandy. If you're listening right across the SEN network, good morning to you. Plenty of sport overnight. Novak Djokovic was unhappy with tennis hecklers. It was an exciting first day at the Adelaide Test, and there's been a new rule change for the upcoming NRL season. Just quickly on that one, MC, the new rule change. Fill us in.
1: Yeah, so it's when a team... Um restarts the game, so from a a kickoff or a line dropout and it doesn't go 10 or it goes out on the full, uh, instead of a penalty from the mark of the kick, now it's going to be 10 metres out. So if if you do it on the halfway line, it'll be on your own 40 metre line. If it's um, from a a line dropout, it'll be 10 metres out from the line. As a, as a tap restart rather than a, a four-point a, penalty. Shot
0: a goal, yeah. Texas oh four five seven seven three six seven three six. What do you think of the new rule change, or better yet, give us a call one three hundred oh one eleven seventy. Massive day at Adelaide yesterday for the first test. Australia are two for fifty nine at stumps on day one. They trailed by one hundred and twenty nine runs after the West Indies were bowled out for one hundred and eighty eight. Pat Cummins elected to bowl after winning the toss. Could have been much worse though for the West Indies. They were 8 for 133 before Kemar Roach and Shamar Joseph put on a 55 run partnership. Here's some audio highlights of the day of cricket from here on SEN.
2: Cummins again wider on the crease and a ball edging it caught. Oh, oh brilliant. Cameron Green welcome back. Cummins again bowls this one. Bowls him. Straight through the captain. And it is the captain again of Australia. <laughs> Athenay's on strike here, oh that ball! He's let it go and it's crashed into the off stump. Athenay's cannot believe it. Josh Hazlewood can. Hazlewood again over the wicket bowling to Hodge, edging and great, got it again! In the gully, this time to his left, waist high, no problems. Hazlewood again, wider on the crease, bowls, edging, gone, McKenzie's out! And the West Indies have lost the fifth wicket. Josh Hazelwood he's bowling really well here.
0: That was the highlights there of Josh Hazelwood taking 4 for Pat mm. Cummins, 4 for. We thought, geez, this might only go two days, this test. But <laughs> uh, with his first ball in test cricket, Shamar Joseph bowls out, uh, well, gets out Steve Smith and then also takes the wicket of Manus Labuschagne. Huge debut for him. Uh, the tennis, Alex Popperin. Alexei Poporin has been defeated by Novak Djokovic, who at one point asked someone in the crowd to say it to my face when he was being heckled. Let's have a listen to Novak after the game.
3: And sometimes I don't tolerate uh, when somebody crosses the line, you know. And that's it. That's what happened. You know, people have a few, few drinks, I guess, late at night as well. That's, that probably is, uh, also has an effect on how they feel and behave. Um, and that's okay. You know, people pay tickets to come and watch us. They want to see the show. They want to have fun. They're all allowed to do that. There, there's no issue. I mean, in terms of whether I, I didn't, I never asked anyone to, to leave the stadium. I never asked the chair umpire to take somebody out. I wouldn't do that because, you know, he paid his ticket and he, he has the right to be there and say what he wants to say and behave how he wants to behave. But if somebody crosses the line, then I'm going to take it to him and as I did to this guy and just yeah, ask him if he wants to come closer and tell me what he wants to tell me, you know, offend me, insult me as he did. So that, that's, that's all it is. You know, he, he was not really keen on coming down. That's, that's what it was.
0: Is that Novak, the tennis player, or the UFC fighter? <laughs> is he going to throw hands if they come down? <laughs> How like would he throw him, hand. you reckon? Not well, not well. Not well. You take him? Could I take Novak? Geez, I hope so. So, have a celebrity fight. He may have some Serbian gangsters in the background who may take care of business for him. I I've got some cousins too, don't worry. Yeah, Just nice. Fire. Some Greek cousins yeah, versus Serbian yeah. cousins. <laughs> nice. Uh, have you ever heard any outrageous heckles that got under the skin of professional sportsmen? 0457 736 736. Let us know. MC is a heckler of note. No, uh, not he's not telling a me some huge no. stories off air. I'm sitting no, sideline no. reporting. <laughs> I get heckled. I don't know. Very uncouth. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, MC. Uh, Manly Seagulls season preview. Mm. Let's dive into it. So okay. we've done all 16 other NRL yes. teams. This is our last team. Now, be nice to Manly because we're going to be out there tomorrow for the Shore and Partners summer of surf. So be careful. We're going to be rubbing shoulders with the Manly locals. I'm going to be very
1: generous with Manly. We'll start with the, my prediction. Top four. Yep. I've got Manly sitting in my top four. You look at their gains and losses, Luke Brooks, Tommy Talau, Jackson Polo, uh, Atasi James, Corey Waddell are the ins, Samuel Afanu, Kemal Tuolangi, Morgan Harper, Kyle Weeks, Sean Kepi, Morgan Boyle are the outs. Huge in in Luke Brooks. I think he's a huge sign in for him. Um you got a, a combination now of Tom Trovoyovic, Luke Brooks, Daly, Cherry Evans and and Lockie Croker does a, a really good job at you know, solid job at, at nine. You know, this is all based on Tom Trebovich playing twenty yeah. plus games, right? Yeah. If he plays twenty plus games, I've mainly in my top four. Luke Brooks is a key sign in, and this is what he had to say.
4: Yeah, it's um, yeah, it's obviously all new to me, but um, yeah, it's very exciting, and um, yeah, I'm looking forward to the to the season ahead. Yeah, definitely, I think um, yeah, it'll be good for me, a, a bit of a change, and as I said, I've obviously had the Tigers for a long time, and um, yeah, kind of. Gets me out of my comfort zone coming here and uh, meeting all the new boys and and um, all the new staff as well.
1: What I love about Manly is the amount of points they've got in them. Mm. You look at Travojevic, Garrick, Saab, Kula, Brooks, Cherry Evans, Olakawatu. There's some strike there. I, yeah, I, I think they could have the most formidable attacking lineup in in the competition. Um, you know, the the test will be defensively. Whether or not he can sustain pressure, build pressure. Um, you know, Daily Chair Evans is still at the top of his game. You know, he's arguably the second best half still running around in the NRL. Yep. Uh Nathan Clear is clear cut number one. And then, you know, he Daily Cher Evans is still in that conversation for for the second best half in the game. And then um Jack Trovoyovich in the in the middle of the field is still holding that fort defensively. Um uh, Paseca, I think, can go to another level. This year, so I just think when I look at that side, I see points. I see Ruben Garrick finishes the leading point scorer in the competition. Right? I just see so many points. Uh, two years now under Anthony Seibold, um, they had a little bit of, yeah, you know, unlucky last year with some injuries. Um, my concern is their consistency, but if they can all get on on the paddock to play twenty plus games, Luke Brooks free to run. Um, I love his running game. If they can find something out of Josh Hillstar, who two years ago in the back row was awesome, you know yeah. he he could create so much stuff. He, he's a, a focal point for defensive players um, from the opposition, and that frees up the other guys in, in on that edge, probably playing on that left edge. And then, you know, questions whether he can handle his defensive load, which because he's going to get a lot of traffic down that way, and whether he, he's got the fitness levels to maintain. That sort of effort, but if he can, I love that side. I really like that side.
0: Are Manly chips in for a premiership yeah. right now, while Daly Cherry Evans is still playing. Yeah, I think so. Um, you H- know, huge money on Schuster, huge money on Kawatu. They're very top heavy with their cap, with yeah. Cherry Evans, Trebouvitch, and well, both Trebouvitches. Yeah, yeah, huge,
1: huge, and DCE's still there. Um, Tom Trebouvitch should be at his peak now, provided he, he gets mm. through injury free. Jake is still turning big minutes, and, and but they're going to dip at some point, right? Yeah. You know, those three will fall off a cliff at some stage. But, um, yeah, I think they're, they're, they're you know, the annoying phrase is, you know, premiership window and, and things like that. They're in it. They're in it. I'd dead set to see them being premiership contenders.
0: So there's been talk about Tom Trevojevic maybe shifting to the centers yeah. or somewhere to take a bit of pressure off him, maybe even for the early part of the season. They're quite blessed with options Cooler looked amazing yeah. at fullback last year. Ruben Garrick has done a great job there as well. Do they let Tom Trebovich ease into the season by sitting him in the centres and? Nah, I don't think so. Back?
1: Speaking of people there, that won't happen. What they need to do is find a way to get Cooler involved more. Yeah. So that's not a a, a way to minimise Tom Trebovich. It's a way to find Cooler on both sides of the field. Mm. He needs to play both sides of the field because he's a weapon. He's a, 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 An attacking, speedy, brilliant player. So if you could get his hands on the ball. That will free up Tom as well because once once he becomes a focal point of their attack, with Schuster, with Brooks, with DCE, and two finishers and Saab and Garrick on either side, hey, that's a good side. Mm. So I, I know people – so some people don't have him in their eight. I've got him in the top four. Yeah. So I'm – you're talking about going all in. I'm going all in on Manly this year.
0: Uh, so for Schuster, are we expecting him to play back row because yeah. – you know, famously signed that big deal to stay at the club to play five eight, and to do so they move on their beloved Kieran yeah, Foran. Yeah, things don't really pan out. Is he going to be happy to play
1: back row? Well, he's going to have to be because mm. uh, he's on eight hundred thousand dollars, and so you play where you should be playing, and he can't play six. We've seen that. Like. I, yeah. You know, two years ago, he was one of my favourite players to watch because of his silky skills and his no look passes and just the way he could create something out of nothing. And then he just couldn't do it for 80 minutes. Well, he doesn't have to do it for 80 minutes in the back row. You know, his tendency to float in and out of games won't have as big of an impact playing there than it does at six when he's got to look after not just himself, but the players outside him in the back row. He can worry about his own job now, right? And have Luke Brooks or DC or whoever the case may be creating. For, for the players outside, I I think his position is the back row. Yeah. Um. You know, I'd love to see him at thirteen, but I don't think he's he's there yet in mm-hmm. terms of his maturity and his body and um his ability to pump out good minutes in the middle of the field. So plan him on an edge, and I think he'll do a good job. I you know that they've paid too much money for him, but um he
0: he's elite when he's got his mind on the job. Uh, weaknesses for Manly as an outsider looking in, potentially middle forwards. Yep. So they'll line up, I guess, with Paseca and Trebojevic, Joshua maybe. Loya's still there. Uh, who else have they got for depth? Matt Lodge, who Matt they've Lodge re-signed, will, but yeah. he won't be back He'll until miss, probably yeah. mid to late season. And then, I guess, Tafoa Sipley. Yep, who's uh, injured
1: as well. So he tore his peck. So wow. he's, yeah, in the preseason. Because so I thought
0: he was really good towards the back end he of was last a, season. I no,
1: agree, yeah. Underrated um, performance in the back end of the year. Yeah,
0: so they no. lose Sipley. Uh, sorry, not Sipley. They lose Kepi. L- they lose Kepi. So are they a little light for depth in the middle of the field.
1: Probably if you're sitting down and breaking where they're, they're the skinniest, they're probably, they've probably got Nathan Brown as well. Yeah. Um, so who, he's come across, has He's he? there, yeah. yeah. He's on a training trial at the moment. They're still trying to find a way to fit him into the top 30. Um. They've got roster spot management. Um, and some sort of issues with their um, uh, cap management right. because uh, they're expecting Carl Alden to to move to the Super League that hasn't eventuated so they're still trying to find a way to get Nathan Brown into that top thirty. I should have gone I should have mentioned him in the gains and losses but he's in there and apparently he's been training sensationally. Won a trainer trainer they've got a, an award for training whatever it is I don't know if it's a weekly or a monthly prize but he's won that and they're saying that he's just pumped up, ready to go. So he'll play. He'll play round one. Talking to people at Manly, if he's he's in the top 30, Mm. if they can find a way and they will find a way, he'll be playing round one in Vegas. Um, You know, they've got Aaron Woods there on a development contract as well, which, you know, people can thumb their noses at it, but for a development contract for a guy that's played for Australia and New South Wales, his best foot is behind him, no doubt. Mm. But there's no risk
0: there. So there are three development contracts at Manly, Nathan Brown, Matt Lodge, and Aaron Woods, three guys in their 30s.
1: Well, Woods is on a development deal. At the moment, Nathan Brown's only on a train and trial, but they'll get him into the top 30. And then Lodge... He was training and trial as well, wasn't
0: he? Woods. Uh, Lodge.
1: Lodge, yeah, yeah, so as well. So they'll try and get him into the top 30 by the back end of the year as well.
0: I'm a bit sus on those train and trials. Like, how can you have a guy that was on 800K at the Roosters on a train and trial at Manly? Mm. Is that... The, the NRL out? does
1: need to approve it. He did get a payout from the Roosters and some money from Manly last year, then tore his ACL. So what's his worth now? on the open market, I'm not sure. But you're right. Like, if you throw, when you're talking middles, if you threw Nathan Brown and Matt Lodge back into that, then it becomes a bit more formidable.
0: Yeah. And Seabold as a coach, what does he need to do? Um, He
1: needs to be consistent. Yeah. You know, we've seen, you know, um, his learnings at South into Brisbane. And, um, you know, if he can just stay consistent with this playing group, I think they're primed. I, th- I think they're in a good spot, Manly.
0: The uh, Western Sydney Eagles says, I'm with you, Michael. All in. Go, Manly. Uh, Andrew says, guys, also hearing Nathan Brown has been back to his best in preseason. If he can find his mojo, he and Lodge can bring that aggression Manly have been lacking for the last few years. Fair.
1: He hasn't played good footy for two years, Nathan Brown. Obviously, he had a... Uh, uh Fell out of favour at Parramatta. Mm. And then at the Roosters, just couldn't find his mojo. Got sent off in that game. I think that might have been against Manly. It was definitely at the SCG where he's on for... His first involvement in the game got sent off. Yeah. Um, Could have been the same game where Matt Lodge tore his ACL. I can't remember, but... um, Because Matt Lodge tore his ACL against the Roosters last year. So, you know, once they get... You know, if they can find Nathan, Nathan Brown's not going to be a high minutes player like he was during his peak days at Parramatta. But if they can, you know, he's still got skills. He's got good footwork. If they can find, you know, forty-five minutes, fifty minutes out of Nathan Brown, he'll be a handy addition, low risk for what they paid for him. And then at the back end of the year, if Matt Lodge can find, um, get back on the park and then and then play some footy, he he will go well for him as well. So, but Tom Shovalovich doesn't play twenty games, they don't make the
0: eight. Okay, so it all hinges on him still. Yeah, huge. Yeah,
1: not as, there's not as much reliance within games on Tom anymore, but yeah. he's still the focal point of that side.
0: All right, Manly fans, plenty of hope for you. Uh, is it a coincidence that we'll be out at Manly tomorrow, rubbing shoulders with the locals? I'm not sure. Uh, we're here for Brighton's lawyers. Unable to work due to injury or illness. Contact Brighton's lawyers. Welcome back to Summer Breakfast. We're powered by Kubota. For over 40 years, we've been making tomorrow matter, shaping and building Australia together.
2: Make it look easy with sports bet.
4: Chances are you're about to
0: lose. Time now for a sports bet market update. Mitch Bayer joins us morning, Mitch.
3: Morning, mate. How are we?
0: Yeah, very well, Mitch. How have the odds changed for that Test match after day one?
5: Yeah, uh, the Aussies have just got shorter into ridiculous odds: a dollar oh one, West Indies twenty nine dollars, and the draw hundred and one dollars. <laughs> Uh, there's plenty of markets still available to bet on if you're wanting to get involved in the Test match. Top Aussie run scorer for the first innings, Usman Khawaja is favourite. Obviously, he's losing two wickets, uh, he's two dollars fifteen. Cam Green four forty. Travis Head four dollars seventy five. Mitch Marsh six dollars. Alex Carey eleven fifty, and then the bowlers are sixty seven dollars plus. Um, you can also play into the top Aussie wicket-taker for the second innings, which is adding a bit of interest after we rolled through them pretty easy in that first innings, Pat Cummins, 3.35. Josh Hazelwood, $4.10 alongside Mitch Stark and Nathan Lyon at $4.10. If you like Cam Green, you'll get $14. But plenty of markets on there. If you had taken the uh, Aussies to get the game over in the second or third day, you might have uh, found a little bit of value
1: there. We didn't see much action in the BBL yesterday, but what do you have for us?
5: Yeah, got um, tomorrow's game Brisbane Heat v the Sydney Sixers. Brisbane Heat two dollars and six, Sydney Sixers a dollar seventy seven. Actually, tournament favourites now the Sydney Sixers. So uh, top Brisbane Heat run scorer Nathan McSweeney four dollars thirty, Josh Brown four fifty, and Matt Renshaw four dollars sixty. And for the Sydney Sixers, Josh Phillippe three seventy, Dan Hughes four dollars, and Curtis Patterson at five dollars thirty. Then we get to Saturday, Perth Scorchers $1.57 versus the Adelaide Strikers $2.42. And we have the uh, all-in market for the uh, Big Bash, which is obviously uh, not too far away from having the final. But Sydney Sixers $2.40, Brisbane Heat $2.80, Perth Scorchers $4.50 and the Adelaide Strikers $7. As I said yesterday, amazing swing here. Sydney Sixers $6 the other day, now 2 dollars forty.
0: And, Mitchie, heaps of NBA on today. Are there any games that stand out to you?
5: Um, well, obviously, Pascal Siakam was a, a trade this morning from the Toronto Raptors to the uh, Indiana Pacers, which will swing things around this season. But you're right, there's stacks of games on. Look, Minnesota will roll over Detroit pretty easy. Milwaukee Bucks, Cleveland Cavaliers is a good game. Milwaukee $1. fifty-two. Cleveland $2.54. Cleveland have been in some really good form and I think a half a chance of knocking them over. Miami Heat look uh, very well placed at $1.64 to beat the Raptors. $2.27, I said, no. Uh, spicy P, he's off to Indiana. Uh, and then we'll go further down the board. Orlando Magic, $2.44, can beat Atlanta Hawks at $1.56. So there's a few games there. There's a stack of markets on the Sportsbet app in regards to the NBA.
0: Love your work, Mitchie. Have a great Thursday.
5: Cheers,
1: guys. You too.
2: Make it look easy with Sportsbet.
4: Chances are you're about to lose. For free and confidential support, visit gamblinghelponline.org.au.
1: Yeah, and there's just some news in the NBA, some sad news. A match between the the Golden State Warriors and the Utah Jazz has been postponed because one of the assistant coaches at the Warriors has died. He's suffering a heart attack. uh, Dijan Milojenovic had a heart attack. Uh, um, Mid-game. No, at dinner. At dinner, Uh, so before the game game. even started. So they've postponed that game, obviously, um, because of uh, the medical emergency. It's been rescheduled and be announced at a later time.
0: Damn, that is heavy stuff. I've never heard anything like that before, really. Pre-game. Andrew on the text line has said uh, he thinks Lodge will be back by round four. He heard Seabold mention that the other day.
1: Yeah, I think somewhere between round four and round eight. Seems early. Round four would be very early. But if they can get him back in that first two months of the season, that's huge because then, you know, he'll find his feet and at the midway point he'll be back to full fitness. So that would be huge. Round four, I'd say, would be early. But, you know, even as early as round eight would be huge for Manly.
0: The other exciting one I saw news on, they were expecting Ryan Pappenhausen to be back for round one. Mm, That's huge for the Storm. Huge,
1: huge and need him fit. And everyone wants to see him playing Um, Some regular first grade.
0: All right. uh, Let's get to the news. Plenty more to come after the break. We're going to talk tennis. We're going to talk cricket and much more sport here on 1170 SEN. Thanks, Vanessa. Welcome back to Summer Breakfast, powered by Kubota. For over 40 years, we've been making tomorrow matter, shaping and building Australia together. Send us a text message throughout the show on the Edgewater Homes text line 0457 736 736. Edgewater Homes Mortgage Fund, Up to $1,500 a month off your home loan for two years. T's and C's apply. We've got heaps of texts coming through, MC. They're queued up. We'll get to them in just a moment. Stay with us. You're on Summer Breakfast with Michael Kariannis and James Magnuson. We're here for Brighton's Lawyers. Unable to work due to injury or illness, contact Brighton's Lawyers. We've got a prize to give away right now, MC, Mm. to the Top Fuel Drag Racing Championship at Sydney Dragway next Friday and Saturday. If you're the fifth caller through right now on one one 1170 the double pass is yours. All right, bit of a tennis update because it wasn't just Novak Djokovic playing overnight MC. Uh, This is about Alex Diminor. Thanks to Wilson, experienced the ultimate summer of tennis with Wilson. He's through to the third round, absolutely cruised through after defeating Matteo Arnaldi. 6-3, 6-love, 6-3. At one stage, you won 11 games in a row. Get your game on and join us in celebrating the Wilson summer of tennis. You're a big demon or man, MC? I cheer the Aussies, yeah. What about Wilson rackets? You got a Wilson? I don't know. Uh well, yeah. you've got to upgrade to a Wilson.
1: I don't have to, I'd have to own a tennis racket first.
0: You're not a big tennis guy.
1: I don't own a tennis racket.
0: What about Sissy Pass? Do you support him being a fellow Greek? Nah, I'm more the, if he played an Aussie, I'd be going for the Aussies. Yeah, okay. I was uh, trying to work out, so I got my parents' tickets to the Australian Open for okay. Christmas and yep. we're trying to figure out who they may be seeing yeah. when it gets to that point of the um, competition. So it's Sunday, I think it'd be quarterfinals potentially. It could be the Demon.
1: Okay, that's a good, that'd be a good result for him.
0: That would be very exciting to see the Demon at the Australian did Open. Did you play tennis? I played a little bit when I was younger, did like the... The holiday camps. Yeah, I, I did all that stuff too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I
1: tried every sport, right? But yeah. did you so do you have a tennis record now though?
0: Yeah, I go to Wilson. Okay. Mm. But I haven't played a, bit a lot of, dust of tennis on it. But you know what I've been seeing a lot of lately is the pickleball. Pickleball, yeah, yeah, yeah. I that, haven't played that. I haven't played either. Mm. Texas in you know, oh four, five, seven, seven, three, six, seven, three, six. Where can you play pickleball in the eastern suburbs of Sydney? Uh just for you. Preferably. Is this, is this well, your own, like, yeah, because I don't I want to play but I don't know where to play. Uh, My girlfriend wants to play as well because we've played tennis and it's a bit frustrating and, I don't know, a bit tiring as well. So a bit of pickleball would be more my speed, I reckon. Table tennis? Yeah, don't have a big enough garage in Bondi for a table tennis. On
1: your $90 million mansion, will you have a table tennis?
0: No, I have a pickleball court. No, I'll have the full tennis court. Full tennis court? Yeah. Actually, you know what? I'll have all three. Yeah. What am I talking about? $90 90 million million house. Uh, Alan from Newcastle says, uh, like Novak, I think the Australian side took it a bit easy on the Windies uh, with their tail end, so they could make some runs to avoid an embarrassing first innings. I disagree. Why, what, why couldn't they get out those last two, Baxter? I don't know. That was it's, frustrating it's, to watch. It's a
1: weird thing that as soon as it gets to the tail, our bowlers at the moment just don't have a great plan. What
0: about Mitchell Stark yesterday? It was a bit out of sorts, mm. I thought, maybe. Yeah. Why is Mitch Stark not bowling up over 150Ks anymore? I don't know. Maybe is it too tough on the body or is it maybe just it's, he's less effective back to, at that a few pace? Maybe back-to-back
1: test back. Um, now. Maybe that's – got people – Jason's, Jason's texting more, more Park has
0: pickleball. There
1: you go. Perfect. Is All right. I'll too look far for it. you or is that okay? No, no. That's, that's nice and right. close. Yeah, yeah. I know where More Park is. Yeah, yeah, but –
0: Uh, (laughs) Shannon says, "Uh, glad to see you tipping my old team, the Seagulls, in the top four MC. Just like Woodsy, I'm a local in Lugano now. Would be good to catch up for a beer, uh, talk everything sport and footy. Keep up the good work. Shannon.
1: Shannon Nevin. He played for Manly. Fullback. Played for Balmain. There you go. Might have played in a grand final, Shannon Nevin. Um, But no. Oh, Lugano. That's my neck of the woods now.
0: Lugano. Not far. Yeah, beautiful. G'day, I see, I see Woodsy walking the
1: shops, walking.
0: Yeah, does he like? Does he look like an up and comer on a Woodsy on a development deal? <laughs> Could be anything, Woodsy. I don't understand uh, it's that good fun. A development deal, Woodsy. I He's played know. for Australia. What's he developing? Alzheimer's. Uh, g'day, <laughs> fellas. Do you think the dogs are in with a chance at Terrell May or will he stay at the Roosters? This is a big story, right? So Terrell May came out on the Bloke and a Bark podcast, mm. uh, SEN's own Den and Kemp, and said he would potentially leave the Roosters if it was all three b- brothers playing for the one club. So when they say the Bulldogs are bidding for Terrell May, does that mean they're also bidding for okay. Taylon May and Tyrone May as well? So they had-
1: Taylon, Tyrone and Terrell. Yeah, it's confusing, mm. right? So, I think Terrell May will be at the Bulldogs in twenty-five. So they put his a, brothers. So they've put an offer into him, um, about half a million dollars, big money, right? The Roosters don't have that salary cap space. Half
0: a million dollars a year for Terrell May. Yeah, okay. And, and, and
1: the Bulldogs are desperate for some middles, and that's who they've identified um, to to get him there, which means that Taylan May is also off contract, an outside back. Um, I reckon there's a good chance that he ends up at the Bulldogs. The one I'm not sure about is Tyrone mate, because late last, or midway through last year, I did a story saying the Bulldogs were going to sign Tyrone May. Mm. As soon as that came public, Gus pulled the
0: offer. Why? Because he wanted to keep it a secret. Yeah, okay. So that was part of the so. Why would he want to keep that a secret? Because it become a bidding war when other clubs nah, knew that Tyrone wanted there to was come just back. Or?
1: obviously that negative press around Tyrone. Yeah. Um. Given his departure from Penrith. Yeah. Um. So I don't think they had everything in a in a line yet to to get that deal. Um. The deal was agreed to. They had conversations. People can deny it all they want, but that's hundred percent fact. Yeah. Um. So I dare say at least two of the three will probably be at the Bulldogs next year. Where Tyrone sits, I'm not sure. But what does
0: Taylor May cost?
1: It's probably around that same marker. Five hundred. Coming off an ACL though. Yeah. Um. You know, he would need to play some time, and um. You know, whether he's a center now, I'm not sure where where he plays. As you say, for for Penrith, he probably plays in the centers. Would uh, this year with Stephen Fry? Would, would,
0: would two of the three brothers be enough to get Terrell there after what he said on the podcast? Tyrone. Terrell.
1: Ter- Terrell will be there. I think. I think Terrell. So, will, if
0: they get two brothers, that's enough to get Terrell. No, I think. It's just Foxing I think, I think, no, saying he wants all three brothers.
1: No, I think he's the most likely to go. I okay. think Terrell will be at the Bulldogs. Okay. Um, where that leaves Taylan, I'm not sure. But I'd say Taylan, who has a relationship with Cameron Serrato, will probably be there. Yep. And then where that leaves Tyrone, he's in the Super League at the moment. Um, potentially a Bulldogs as well. But I think at least two of the three brothers will be there. And if you're confused, I'm confused. (laughs) Yeah, Terrell, (laughs) Tyrone, Talon.
0: But I think we got that right. All right, we've got a prize to give away right now. The fifth caller through, and we've got Wes from Ashcroft on the line. Congratulations, Wes. You've won the Top Fuel Drag Racing Championship tickets.
2: Uh, Morning, boys. Thanks a lot. That's really great. I really uh, start the new year off better than it did, so that's really good.
0: Beautiful stuff, Wes. There you go. That's all you have to do to win hit prizes here on SEN. Call us through. So the Top Fuel Drag Racing Championships is at Sydney Dragway next Friday and Saturday. All right, let's go to a break. We're going to talk some cricket and tennis right after this.
4: You just get the feel he'll take a wicket tonight. He had so much confidence when he batted. You can't see he'll be anything but confident with the ball. Yeah, That's correct. his craft. Correct.
2: Am I right in saying he was identified by Curtly Ambrose? Yes, he at was. At a
3: fast bowling yep, camp? yep. Wow. It's amazing, yeah. And Curtley Ambrose has stayed in touch with him ever since. Oh, that's
4: brilliant. Yeah, if you're a kid and Curtley says you can bowl, then you believe in yourself. In he comes to Steve Smith.
2: Edge! Oh! Yes! No ball. way! He's out first! Ball, is bowled! Unbelievable! Gets a wicket! With the first delivery, he's bowled to Steve Smith, <laughs> one of the greats of all time!
0: Yes, that's the audio there from SEN's live coverage of the Adelaide Test, the West Indies and Australia. Shamar uh what was his Shamar Joseph, wicket, first ball. Mm. Now MC, we've got someone on to talk about the cricket yesterday. And you think that this man got a wicket on his second ball of his debut. test debut. Yeah. Copes, good morning, mate.
1: Is that right? Second that's ball. Because,
4: yes, second ball. And then in the same game, there's a bloke that played a little bit of cricket for Australia. Since then, uh, Nathan Lyon he took one first ball, got Sangakara out. So <laughs> it has happened a few times in Test cricket, but yesterday was absolute magic. A, the, a guy that's two years ago was playing tape ball cricket only. You know, this this is the sort of stuff that you know Test cricket needs. What did you to be just pronged? call that? Yeah, tape Check ball. It. Tape ball. If you've never seen it, Google it. Watch some YouTube clips. It's like literally like a taped up tennis ball played in the villages around South Asia. Mm. Uh, in the Caribbean, things like that. That's literally how this guy has learned to play the game. Wow. And now he's out here playing test cricket. He took the wicket of Steve Smith yesterday. His press yesterday was absolute magic. People were talking about it as one of the best presses after play in, in test cricket. So he said, Oh, Steve Smith, my favourite player. I'm going to take a picture of this and put it up in my house. You know, like it's just magic. <laughs> absolute magic
1: see if he can get steve smith to sign the phone <laughs> maybe not but, uh, what about the day one mate a lot of action um it's a bowlers think, day yeah bowlers day for sure was there were the concerns like i guess early doors about what you know if the windies would even crack 100
4: yeah well australia won the toss bowled first yesterday which in itself in adelaide is pretty unique doesn't happen all that often but I was out on the pitch with Steve Smith before play doing an interview and looking at the grass coverage and particularly the overhead conditions. I think it was a good decision, let Australia get into the contest. And Josh Hazelwood was unreal in the morning. And Pat Cummins, uh, as he always does, um, ridiculous when he got the ball in his hand after lunch. So uh, I'm not sure if you've seen his numbers uh, for the entire summer. But he's going down potentially at the end of this test series for the entirety of the summer, as the best bowling numbers and the best average. His average at the moment is 11 for the summer. This is like under-12 numbers. It's ridiculous. So he could potentially have the greatest test summer for a bowler in history. Uh, Pretty amazing stuff. So, yeah, look, Australia lost two wickets last night, which makes it interesting, Uh, and particularly with Cameron Green at the crease, ready to go today. His first real crack at being our permanent number four, potentially.
0: The big talking points, Copes, uh, Steve Smith at opener. I mean, hard to gauge, I guess, off that first innings, but it, what what would have been a pass mark for Steve Smith?
4: Well, that's, uh, we asked him that yesterday in his mind, actually, which I was fascinated to know. What does success look like for you? you got 32 test hundreds. You know, you need 486 runs to get to 10,000 test runs, and now you're opening the batting. And his answer was, I just want to do the best I can for the team, which is, you know, the the obvious answer. But I saw a lot of rhetoric floating around yesterday that, oh, yeah, what a shock. He's not up to it. Like, really? After one innings, you're going to say it was a bad decision. I think let's just acknowledge good ball. He got out. Openers are going to have that happen. Uh, Let's let a body of work unfold before we make any judgments. I'm not really... Yeah, you know, I'm not searching for things to say um, that it won't work or it will work, but I'm pretty confident that he's got a, a track record there that speaks for itself and it'll find its way through.
1: How's the deck? What is it a good day to bat today?
4: Yeah, it should be, Mick. It's one of those pitches here at Adelaide Oval where it always offers something for the bowlers. Damien Hoff has done an amazing job here, but... I look out my window this morning. went for a run along the river um, outside the ground this morning, and it's uh, a little overcast but projected to be a beautiful day. So, yeah, I think we're going to have full day's flame. Aussies batting doesn't get much better than that.
0: What should we expect to see from Cameron Green? He looked a little nervous yesterday, but uh, six off 22 so far. Does he pick up the run rate, or does he just try and stay in and spend as long as he can at the crease?
4: Yeah, probably a hybrid of that and you know the the game dictating. Yeah, you know, they've got the luxury, the Aussies, of having already bowled the West Indies out with four days to go in the game, so they're, they're in absolutely no rush. Uh, but I think naturally he's a guy that he'll take his time to get through last night. Firstly, but then when he gets started this morning, um, and once he feels like he's in, he's quite a free flowing player. So I think naturally the game will progress and. Look, to be honest, then you've also got the next couple of wickets uh, that fall. You've got Travis Head, Mitch Marsh, Alex Carey. The game's going to flow. It's going to be fun to watch. So, um, Alzari Joseph and Shamar Joseph, in particular, bowling fast, and those guys batting today, it should be interesting.
0: We seem to have this luxury with this squad at the moment where one of either Mitch Marsh or Travis Head comes in and just scores a quick ball 50 or or test century. Um, uh, Travis Head, this is his home deck, right? Yes, that's right. Are we expecting him to go big potentially?
4: Yeah, and we really haven't seen it for a couple of tests which is rare for Travis Head yeah. these days. I mean, it's you know, it's pretty wild to think that a guy that was 3 years ago and not a fixture in the team and then his last 18 months in particular, you know, winning World Cups, almost off his own bat and also the World Test Championship, the last two home summers he's been player of the series. It's pretty wild. So, yeah, look, I absolutely am with you there. I think we can expect a massive Travis Head innings today. And, um, yeah, it'll come at pace as it always does, which I'm excited to see.
0: 2023 was the year of Travis Head, really. Uh, just on the West Indies bowling attack, uh, Roach, I remember him coming out, It must have been years ago now, when he was fast, he was aggressive. Watching him yesterday, he was bowling mid 120s is is he injured or is that just where he's at in his career now
4: yeah it's probably look i'm i'm with you there i used to have those when actually when i arrived at the ground yesterday and we're talking about chemo roach i had those nostalgic moments of when he was hitting ricky ponting on the back elbow and you know bowling rapid and we thought oh man this guy's you know as we talk about west Indies fast bowlers he's just another one in that queue of raw, fast, aggressive at your face. Now he's very much you know, a methodical bowler, um, stands the seam up and has got good skills, but I think he's actually more playing the on-field coach role for you know, uh, the rest of the bowling group while still being a reliable performer. Um, I think we, we heard Bish yesterday, Ian Bishop talking about potentially this is maybe the farewell tour for someone like Kemar Roach, but Uh, Yeah, a legendary player for West Indies. Um, And I'm with you. He's probably starting to bowl a bit more like my pace than what we've known for him. (laughs) Um, Which, you know, bowling mid-120s is where I used to operate full-time. That's as fast as I could bowl. So at least he's had a chance to do it around 150 at one point.
0: (laughs) All right. Well, another massive day of cricket down there in Adelaide, uh, Copes. Enjoy the game. um, And I no doubt we'll chat to you during the week.
4: Cheers, boys. Have a good day.
0: That's Trent Copeland, of course, very familiar to you here at SEN, And, of course, you can catch him also on Channel 7. Plenty more to come today. We've got the Sydney Thunders' Alex Ross, SEN's tennis expert, Brett Phillips, wrapping up the Australian Open. And Robbie Slater's going to come on and chat to us about the A-League's issues. Uh, Stay with us here. Uh, MC, you're going to catch all the cricket action today? Yeah. So you're not watching the tennis, but you are watching the cricket. I'm watching the cricket, yeah, yeah. I'm
1: watching more cricket than I am tennis.
0: Were you surprised by Kimar Roche bowling 120s? I just remember him as this rapid, maybe 150s. Mm. It was a bit surprising. Yeah, it was.
1: It was, but age catches up with everyone.
0: Well, unless you're Aaron Woods and you're on a development contract. <laughs> <laughs> you, <laughs> you've you've been, <laughs> you don't like this development contract? No, because he's played for Australia. He was a superstar. He, he was, he still but is he's a superstar. current standing he's, in the game. You can't be a former superstar. If you're a superstar, you're always a superstar. He played for Australia. He's not a development player. You've been texting him throughout the show. Has he been listening? Uh, he was last week. I don't think he's listening today. Well, lucky because I said he no, was no. closer <laughs> to Alzheimer's <laughs> and developing. Oh, uh, I <laughs> stay with us. Sydney Thunders, Alex Ross, SCN's tennis expert, Brett Phillips, and Robbie Slater, all here on 1170 AM.